Hey, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will never fail you. Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. What's up, Who Would Winners, and welcome to episode number 65 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve. May the force be with you. This is Chris. Perfect. That's all you needed to do. I thought it was appropriate. Very appropriate. Yeah, it was a good one. How are you? Uh, I am well, Steve. Thank you for asking. Um, we, we, need to, we need to bring this up right now because uh, we had a fan reach out about uh, your sourdough starter. I think I mentioned that like two or three episodes ago that I was working on one and having trouble That's with right. it. Yeah. So I actually used it yesterday. I baked a loaf of sourdough bread and I thought it turned out very well. What would you... Uh, what... It was delicious. Thank you, Steve. It, it, was, it was hard to tell because I was sitting down in a chair when I ate it, but it made my knees buckle. <laughs> oh, so wow. I'm glad I was already <laughs> sitting down. Me too. Because I would have I I collapsed to the floor. It was that good. So uh, a very a very successful sourdough bread. I was worried about the starter for a while. It took a while to get like active enough, but I think it was I think it was perfect. You said you were having some problems with it. So what did you do in order to overcome those difficulties? I just I just kept feeding it more. Like some some recipes are like, oh, it might be ready in like five or six days, and some were like, oh, it might take like nine or ten days, and mine took like two weeks. So it was worth it, though. Thank you. Was there any leftovers? Of the bread? Yeah. No, I finished it when we were playing Settlers of Catan. Uh, very nice. Which you also ended up winning. You had a great night last night. I guess you could say that, yeah. Yeah, between the bread getting a great reception and winning <laughs> Settlers of Catan. What more can you ask for? Nothing more. That's all you need. Except a so, great yeah, so it was delicious. podcast so to listen to in the morning. Ah, uh, there we go. So a uh, fan of the show, Austin, reached out and said he wanted to know... Uh, more information about the sourdough starter, so I wanted to make sure we addressed it, especially since yesterday we were able to eat it. It was very good, but the bread—I didn't have any with the butter. I was—I was mainly uh, dipping it in the um, olive oil. Mm-hmm. Was that olive oil? Yes. It was like olive oil and garlic. It was like oil with stuff in it, yeah, like cheese and garlic were in it. Yeah, that was delicious. So, so that is the update on Chris's uh, sourdough starter. Hopefully, in the future, we'll have some more, some more uh, updates, oh, we will. and more sourdough. Oh, delicious. we will. All right, uh, so Chris, so I have the updates for our previous episode of the uh, poll results um, of the airing of this episode. The poll will still be up for a couple more hours, so if anybody wants to uh, get one last vote in uh, before it is finalized. Last week we had who would win a Home Alone-style home invasion and a one versus one. We had Marvel's Ant-Man going against... Die Hard's John McClane. And I just noticed that in the poll, I typed in Die Hard wrong. I wrote Doe Hard. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's why we haven't gotten as many votes because the hashtag Doe Hard probably really isn't trending that that much. Anyway, um, currently it is 50-50 with John McClane and Ant-Man. 50-50. All right. Well, I hope we get some more votes before this one closes. We need some uh, finality on this battle. We need to know. 
That's who it. would win? Yeah. Uh, we need to know exactly. So, so thank you to everybody who listened or uh, participated in that poll. Um, please make sure you're always sharing our stuff. Let your family and friends know. And then, Chris, we also received an email. Oh, an email? What's it say? Yes. So this is coming from a nice young gentleman who uh, left us a review on iTunes. And if I recall correctly, you accused him of being a lizard person. Well, when you say accuse, it sounds like negative. I really just... That's true. I mean, I have no hard feeling. I have no, you know, bad feelings against lizard people. If you're a lizard person, that's fine. I'll reward that. You didn't accuse them of being a lizard person. Right. We, we, I mean, technically I did. That they might have been a lizard person. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) So, so the email I got, it says, uh, no, I am not lizard person. And the bad grammar was caused by my use voice type. And you seem to not have received my edited review that I submitted after I realized how bad it was, which is true. I have enclosed my final review and would like to know what your new identity for me is. But the lizard person was funny and made my whole family laugh. So please respond back. Would you like me to read his updated review? Yeah, sure. Okay. So he says, and I'm going to read it the same way it's typed. I like the ideas of your battles. They are very good. One battle idea I have is Wolverine versus Freddy Krueger in the dream world and James Bond versus James Jason Bourne and Master Chief versus the Predator. I like this podcast because it's quite reminiscent of Death Battle. That, in my opinion, is the best versus videos. I find your battles and scenarios more comical than Death Battle at times. And then what is done in the show with the animated battle I find very enjoyable. And this gives me a more lighthearted, fun battle to listen to after I've just watched a serious Death Battle. (sighs) Although some of your battles don't make sense and need more research done to prep for the battles and debates. But it's still fun. And I really like your guys' podcast. From, do you want to know his name? Yeah. Yeah, what was it? I forget. I think he wrote it last time as well. Andrew of Pennsylvania. Andrew. So, <laughs> thanks for the suggestions, by the way. I think those are some good suggestions. Those are some good suggestions, yeah. And have, have you ever seen Death Battle, Steve? I have not. I think I've seen, like, a one that was, like, Deadpool versus Wolverine. And it was pretty good. Cause Is they, it like, on YouTube? Yeah, I think it's a, a YouTube video series. And they, like, animate some of the battles and kind of go in-depth about the characters it's oh, pretty okay. it's pretty that'd, interesting that'd be cool if someone took our episodes and animated them i think he's right they do they do a more serious analysis like right but um he had some good ideas and he wants a new background huh here's the yeah. thing i still think you're a lizard person andrew i think that's exactly what a lizard person would have said trying to get us off the scent right he probably is like oh no i have blown my the lizard people's cover we're not supposed to come out of the shadows for like five more years when we take over the planet, and I'm on to you. Now I'm willing to make a bet that there are lizards in Pennsylvania. Would you agree with that? Do you think there's a pretty I good chance? I think there's a hundred percent chance there are lizards in Pennsylvania. Okay, so <laughs> all right, I think uh, makes a lot of sense there. But seriously, also so now thank Chris, you for there the is more to this email. What? Oh, there's more. He, there's more. Now, if I continue scrolling on my phone, we will get his actual background. So we're going, we're sticking with Lizard Person? Um, yeah. Lizard Person from Pennsylvania? Okay. So here we go. This is what we actually have about our good friend Andrew. I am 17, a gun lover, a Wolverine fan, fairy tale fan, Marvel fan, death battle fan, 
anime fan, James Bond fan, and Master Chief, a.k.a. Spartan John 117. I am also creative, a hard worker, and light gamer. I don't know what else to say, but I hope that's enough to deny or confirm your theories about me. Thank you for reading my comment. A uh, lot of yeah, a lot of good things in there. Now, when he says he's a Wolverine fan, do you think he means the Marvel Wolverine, or do you think he actually you know just enjoys the animal? Um, probably the Marvel Wolverine, just based on the other things he said. And I don't know, Wolverines might eat lizards. I'm not sure, so that'd be risky. It'd be dangerous for him. Now, now he said Wolverine with a lowercase W, capital W would have been Logan. Yeah, I don't think we should read too much into that one, but I mean, it's possible. <laughs> Um, I'm a big Jam- I'm a big James Bond fan as well. Uh, I'm not sure. Are you a big James Bond fan? Yeah, Chris? I love James Bond. Yeah, yeah, a lot of overlap for our interest. I would say that's true. Probably a lot of yeah, our listeners are into this kind of stuff. And I want to point out something he says. He doesn't say he's a fan of Master Chief. He just says and Master Chief, aka Spartan John One One Seven. So does that mean this guy is <gasps> oh, Master you think Chief? He is Master Chief? He never says a fan of Master Chief. He just says and Master Chief. <laughs> So he kind of let that slip there, secret identity. I think so. All right, so I was but, wrong. He's not a lizard person. He's Master Chief. Well, I don't think we ever see Master Chief with his helmet off, so... Oh, my goodness. Are you saying Master Chief might be a lizard person? It's possible. Wow, that would be quite a revelation. You heard it first on the Who Would Win Fod- podcast, folks. Master Chief. Master Chief is a lizard person. And he listens to our podcast. Uh, it is possible that he takes his helmet off in like Halo Four or Five. I, I never played does. those. I, I never, I never played Halos Four or Five. I remember one of them, like it ends with him taking his helmet off, but you don't see it. He's probably like a, he's probably a lizard person. That's probably it. Probably is. Uh, he's also a light gamer, which makes sense with the, um, the Master Chief Halo in there a little bit. Um, you probably would know more about current gaming than i do i i pretty much know nothing about what's hot and what's going on in the gaming world i'm uh i'm a light gamer myself so um so, yeah, so andrew if you want to let us know uh you know what games you're currently playing what systems you recommend i know chris you're you're more of a nintendo fan uh recently they had some good games I'm, I'm more about the games like wherever there's a good game i'll play it makes sense when i was younger i was i was an xbox fan but since then i really haven't been uh, a system fan or even like a really of a much of a gamer uh i just got a new switch game uh xenoblade chronicles 2 pretty good similar to the first one mechanic wise which i like like but don't love and then um i'm a big fan of the monster hunter series and then and a game comes out for ps4 next month very excited for that one so that's what i'm doing now Are you still liking the switch oh yeah i love the switch playing stuff portable that's, good. that's the best um now would you say this is like like how how has the switch been received by nintendo fans like because i really don't know like are people uh, very really well. excited re- okay that's good it, that's it's good still selling very well and i think it outsold the wii which was like you know remember how popular oh my was. god yeah. that's insane because i remember the wii was like impossible to get your hands on yeah and if it didn't outsell it like total sales it it beats some metric like in if in the first year or something like that i'm not sure exactly gotcha. of the okay. statistic all right, cool. So thank you very much, Andrew, uh, for reaching out to us. We really appreciate your your listenership. And uh, please tell your friends, family to give us a listen. That way we can continue to spread the word. Chris, you ready to get going for today's episode? Mm, yeah, I'm ready. All right, let's do it. So please remember, as always, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you'd just like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail. 
You can also subscribe and leave us a ratings on iTunes or through our RSS feed on Podbean. Chris, what are we talking about today? We got a Star Wars battle in honor of the release of Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. We will be looking at two different Star Wars races, one old, one new. Um, famous, infamous, you'll you be the judge. It'll be uh, Ewoks versus Porgs. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with uh, the Ewoks, but the Porgs might be something that the fans might not be super familiar with yet. I I didn't know Porgs. Cause I've also been trying to avoid trailers, so I didn't even uh, hear of the Porgs until you texted me about them. Gotcha. So so just going into this, um, I don't consider the Porgs to be a spoiler for the movie. They're just basically a new species that you've like we know where they're from and there's been like a couple pictures of porgs in like the trailers but other than that that's that's all we're going to kind of go at it we're going to kind of look at um assumptions based on like what we already know about them but i mean if you want to stay 100 percent clear like you're not listening to any trailers or tv spots or anything like that then maybe you might want to stay away but i mean i don't know anything about the movie other than what's been in like the first two trailers that's only the things i've really watched the first two trailers i haven't been watching every like tv spot or all those different things that have been coming out because i've been reading online that a couple things have been coming out and i kind of want to stay away from those things the only trailer i've seen was the one before thor ragnarok i saw a star wars trailer and it looked awesome Uh, i don't remember which one that was um, yeah, the first two have been really good. I forget what happens in that one. Uh, I don't really remember the details. I just remember thinking it looked cool. Yeah. I mean, there are some things I remember, but I won't say them just in case people don't want to. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I know with this one especially, people are trying to go in, you know, super, super clean. But, um, yeah, so so you've got Ewoks versus Porgs. Ewoks were like the cuddly, cute creatures from Return of the Jedi. Yeah, thank you and for saying that, Steve. You're welcome. And, um... People are kind of saying the Porgs are like the new, you know, cuddly cute creatures from The Last Jedi. So we'll, so we'll have to see. Yeah, we will have to what see. What people think after they watch the film. That's it. Chris, you want to get a little bit of background about the Ewoks? I sure do, Steve. Ewoks. Who are they? What are they? Like you said, they're cute little teddy bear guys. They live on the forest moon of Endor. They are uh, featured heavily um, in the... Th- third Star Wars movie, Return of the Jedi, where they play uh, an important role in the plot. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe there's a shield generate a shield control on the Forest Moon of Endor that they need to turn off so they can attack the, de- the, the, the rebuilt Death Star. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah, the shield generator is on the Forest Moon. So, unfortunately, it is a trap, as Admiral Akbar would tell them if he... It's a trap! And yes. they are captured. They find the shield thing, they go in, it's a trap. They get captured. But luckily, they have befriended the local population of teddy bears who uh, save them and help them fight the Empire. So, uh, there's a couple more details I need to I need to mention. Just uh, Yeah, I'll mention them now, just to give you some background on Ewoks. So, uh, where is this? Where is it? Where is it? So, they're described as a tribe of primitive creatures... And this was purposely done by George Lucas, supposedly, to contrast against the technological empire. So they're, like, Correct, you know, yeah. using sticks and, like, uh, you know, pointy pointy rocks. And the empire has their lasers and their ships and their guns and blah, blah, blah. Right. So um, he, George Lucas wanted, wanted this contrast 
somewhere in the movies, and he was originally setting up the Wookiees to be that. But then uh, throughout the series, the Wookiees had more technology, so it's like, all right, I can't use them anymore. He makes the Ewoks. Uh, he puts them on this forest moon. He makes them short because uh, the Wookiees are tall. He makes the Ewoks short just to differentiate them a little bit. Um, supposedly, he based their, their actions and fighting tactics uh, on the Viet Cong guerrillas during yeah, the, uh, did, Viet, the Vietnam War. Yeah. Uh, he based their language on oh i lost it a uh it's called kalmic a mongolic language spoken by the kalmic people of russia nice and the, the ewok name comes from miwok a native american tribe indigenous to the redwood forests in which the endor scenes were filmed for return of the jedi oh that's cool i didn't know they were based on a native american tribe i did not know that either that's cool I understand that he originally wanted to go with like the Wookiees as being the the primitive species. Mm -hmm. I feel like he still could have done that because the only Wookiees we would have seen up until episode six would have been Chewbacca. And he could have just been, you know, a Wookiee who has learned to use weaponry because of his time with, um, you know, Han Solo and, and traveling the galaxy and whatnot. So I think it still could have worked. I completely agree with you, Steve. Like they didn't I don't think they set up the Wookiees as like depending on technology. Even when they showed the Wookiees in uh, episode, uh, what was it, like five or six? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, I mean, uh, like two Revenge or three. Episode three, yeah. Uh, they yeah. weren't like heavily technology, right? Uh, I mean, they did have some. They did have some flying ships. Um, I, I actually think they were pretty uh, technologically advanced, but okay. I think he did that retroactively. Gotcha. Because of of Chewbacca, but uh, yeah, I feel like Ewoks are kind of like that. You love them or you hate them from uh, from Star Wars. Yeah, so I wanted to lay this background information before I got into some of the controversy on the Ewoks. So real quick, <laughs> if you don't know what an Ewok looks like, they're, sh they're short, stocky. They walk on two legs. They're about one meter tall. They have flat faces, completely covered in fur, like teddy bears, and have large eyes. Yeah. Uh, they come in different colors, much like teddy bears. Uh, earth tones, brown, white, gray, gold, black. They are relatively intelligent. They have primitive tools. And their strength is kind of up for debate. Because there are some scenes where they overpower stormtroopers, like who are normal humans. And then there are other scenes where they, like, can't. So it's hard to say for sure how strong they are. But, yeah, like you said earlier, some people hate them. And I, I don't hate them. Do you hate them? I don't hate them. I can understand why people do. Uh, a lot of people feel like this is the first time that George Lucas was really trying to cash in on the whole merchandising aspect of Star Wars. Like making things that are purposefully, you know, to sell toys. I gotcha. Uh, but I mean, if you were, I mean, if you were to take the different species that were supposed to sell toys, uh, I mean, you have like Ewoks. I feel like uh, George Lucas was really hoping the Gungans would be a, Big merchandise yeah. seller. That did not end up happening. Um, so, I mean, if that's true, we're, we're, we were both kids when Star Wars was out, right? Like, we were relatively young, right? The the prequels. Uh, no, I'm... Oh, yeah, you, I'm sorry. The prequels, yeah. That's okay. Yeah, we... we yeah. Well, what age did I you mean, get we into were Star alive. Wars? Uh, I first got into Star Wars in 1997, so I was like five... Okay, that's Four perfect. Four years old. That's uh, perfect. It was when the, the the special editions came out. 
So when you were that old watching Star Wars, were you like, oh man, I need an I need an Ewok toy? Is that what you wanted? No, I didn't. I wanted like a Luke. Yeah, I wanted exactly. Luke. You want you want the Luke? You want the the um, maybe some like some of their ships? Han Solo. Yeah, I remember like Leia. I had like yeah I had a Han Solo. I had a Darth Vader. I had Luke uh, action figures. Uh, I don't think I ever really had an Ewok action figure, and nor was I like, oh my god, I got to go buy an Ewok action figure. I, I mean, either. So like the argument that they were made to sell toys, I, I don't think is great. And then some people don't think don't like that they pander to children, but okay. two of the three original Star Wars were rated PG, like they were made as family movies. I mean, this is also too before there was PG thirteen because Jaws was some rated, of them would have been Jaws was rated PG. Uh, I think uh, the Empire Strikes Back probably would have been PG thirteen. You're probably right. That's uh, a good point. Episode four, the original, probably would have been PG. Return of the Jedi, maybe PG thirteen. But but the same thing though. Episodes one and two were rated PG. Oh okay. Uh, and that was after the PG thirteen rating had come out. Episode three was the first PG thirteen rated Star Wars movie. So I mean, you could make an argument that originally they are. I mean, and George Lucas has said this like they're movies for children. Yeah. But, yeah. So that's why I mean, uh, like Force Awakens is PG thirteen. Is the Last Jedi? PG? So yeah, it's it's. it's uh, I'm assuming it's PG-13. I would assume also. Um, do you know any... There are some other reasons that I found online about why people hate the Ewoks. Do you have any other reasons? Uh, I do not, no. Um, do, are you familiar with the Yub-Nub song? Oh, the Yub-Nub song. <laughs> so if, if you don't have know... Have you ever heard of the Yub-Nub song? I, I actually... I mean, so I remember at the end of Return of the Jedi, there's a song that plays with like everyone celebrating. Uh-huh. I don't remember it being particularly mm-hmm. annoying, but some people hate it. My dad hates it. Like, <laughs> I remember when they did the, the, the special editions, they took out the Yub Nub song and John Williams composed new music for the ending. And I remember that was one change that my dad thought was a good change because the Yub Nub <laughs> song is just, it's so dumb. Um, I don't know. <laughs> so people also bring up the 1980s made for television movies featuring the Ewoks. I, uh, I have Caravan of Courage. Yeah, that's one of them. So I've not seen yep. any. I've heard they're not as bad as the holiday special, but they're pretty bad. I have uh, one of them on DVD. What do you think of it? Uh, I don't think I ever watched it because I think I started watching it. And I was like, what the heck is this? The second one was called Ewoks the Battle for Endor. And the first one was called Caravan I of Courage that's... and Ewok Adventure. I think. Oh, which one? Give me one second. Hold on. I'm going to go look at my DVD box real quick. I want to see which one I have. It's right behind me. So the one that I have, is it says Star Wars Animated Adventures Ewoks, and it's a double feature. And it's called The Haunted Village and Tales from the Endor Woods. Oh, you have something else then. I guess yeah, I don't know. What Ewoks, it's uh, copyright 2004. Yeah, I don't know. Star Wars Animated Adventures Ewoks. Two animated movies ensuring hours of fun and entertainment for the whole family. Well, how would you <laughs> rate head over pause? That, uh, I don't know. I don't. I honestly don't remember watching them. <laughs> Maybe I should pop it in before the Last Jedi. <laughs> we'll have a Star Wars watch party where we only watch the They're, made for TV yeah. Ewok movies and the holiday special. I mean, Christmas is right around the corner. We might as well <laughs> celebrate life. I believe Today. last I looked, uh, the amount of dust. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of dust on here. That just shows the last time I really looked at it. What were you saying the last time you looked? 
I believe the last I looked, the holiday special was on YouTube in its entirety. It still is on there, and I'm surprised that it is because George Lucas has said that if he had a sledgehammer, he would destroy every single copy of it. <laughs> so I'm surprised like he hasn't like tried suing um, YouTube to remove it. Maybe because then they'd have he'd have to like claim ownership of it, and that's just too embarrassing. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, and you don't even have to yeah, sue YouTube to take stuff down. You just you just submit a claim that it's yours, and they just take it down. It's really easy. Oh uh, yeah, that is true. Um, yeah, I guess. Admit it. I got a couple more anti-Ewok things. Sure, go for it. The the idea that an uncivilized society succeeding against a more technologically advanced society was a tired and played out trope. Okay. Uh, I can I, see that. I could see that. Um, the Similar to that, the fact that they made like the final climactic battle of Star Wars like comical could rub yeah. people the wrong way. Yeah, but, that's true. It wasn't the only battle. Like they also had the space battle at, at the Death Star, and they also had Luke. Space battle's awesome. Yeah, I mean that that that's yeah. one of my favorite parts. And then they also had yeah. Luke uh, fighting Darth Vader. That's true. And then uh, the the other point that some a lot of people bring up is the Ewoks ruined Return of the Jedi, which kind of uh, I don't know if I'd say they. There's, there's a lot of good in Return of the Jedi. I mean, I have my complaints with it. Like, I think the opening at Tatooine takes too long. Like, I think it takes about, like, 45 minutes to get Han back. Hmm. Uh, that's a you lot of get, time. It does lead up to that Sarlacc pit battle, which is also I mean, one that, of my favorite Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's a, that's a great fight. Uh, I wouldn't say the Ewoks ruined Return of the Jedi. I mean, it definitely... I wouldn't either. Different. It was different. Man, I thought you were going to argue with me more. I was ready to defend the Ewoks passionately, because I no, like the Ewoks. No. Well, well, I mean, once we get into the fight, I mean, I'm going to bring some things out about the Ewoks. But all right, well, um, you want to give us some Porg background then, so I can uh, we can get into this fight. Sure. Uh, so a little bit of background about the Porgs. Um, they are uh, seabirds that are native to the planet Octo. Uh, the planet Octo is the last planet we see in the Force Awakens, where uh, Luke Skywalker is hiding in exile when Rey shows up and gives him his lightsaber back. Well, gives him his father's lightsaber back. Um, they Tries live to. on the island that, that Luke's on. Um, they build nests. They can fly. Um, the male porgs were slightly bigger than females, uh, and baby porgs were called porglets. And a flock of porgs uh, are known as a murder. I wonder why. Hmm. Interesting. Um, they're in, they were inspired by the real-life puffins that live on Skellig Michael, which is the island that they uh, filmed the ending of The Force Awakens on. And from the trailers, uh, I think it's pretty obvious that it's also going to be in uh, The Last Jedi. We'll probably see Rey like, doing training or something under Luke. We, I mean, who really knows? Um, they were created using uh, practical effects uh, like puppets and also uh, some CGI in the film as well. Um uh, they kind of like they they kind of look like puffins. I mean, they're small. Um, they have kind of like chicken-looking feet, uh, a white stomach, uh, big black eyes, and uh, like orange fur around their eyes. Uh, they their their frown kind of looks like the grumpy cat frown a little bit, I'd say. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of all we really know about the pork so far. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be stretching a lot into this to see what I'm able to do, but um. Yeah, so uh, kind of. Some people have said that they think that you know 
this creature was created solely for the purpose of uh, merchandising. Because if you if you Google like Last Jedi pork merchandise, I mean they have everything between Funko Pops, um, Lego, uh, stuffed plush toys, uh, mugs, T-shirts, uh, pins. Like I saw actually, I was going to take a picture of this because I saw this the other day. I saw a Porg Pez dispenser in Five Below, and I was going to send it a picture to you. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I mean, like the Porgs, I'm kind of surprised that you haven't, uh, you're not too familiar with them. But yeah, they're they're all over the place right now. So some people are saying, you know, similarly, are they just created for the sole purpose of merchandising? I don't think the Porgs are going to play a role as crucial as the Ewoks did in their film. So, I mean, I could maybe see a difference if the Porgs like team up and have to fight in a giant battle. I'll be really, really angry. But, uh, yeah, so that's that's what we're looking at for the Porgs right now. Um, and uh, let's see what we can do having both of these go head-to-head with each other. Wow, this is going to be interesting. So maybe the it's Porgs. Be very, very interesting. Maybe that's why Disney like likes Ryan Johnson so much. He thought of Porgs, and they're like, genius, you're doing yeah. every other Star Wars movie. Like printing our own money. Yeah, like they don't care. He didn't actually make a good movie. He just thought of a good marketing thing. They're like, great. Now we're going to give you a trilogy and just come up with newer creatures. So um, would you say the Porgs are cute? Are they cute little guys? Uh, yeah, I, I'd say they're little cute little guys. I thought so, too. Um, yeah. Do they make little sticks with uh, sharpened rocks on the end or anything like that? Uh, from what we have seen, no. Uh, they they do not have any opposable uh, digits, just like uh, your, your Ewoks do. Uh, their wings... Doesn't look like they have any any fingers on, on the tip of their on the tip of their wings there. Oh, that's so, gonna be, that's gonna be tough. So no, I would say that they are not able to create any uh, sticks with pointy rocks on the ends of them. All right, maybe. Do you think there's a chance they're like force sensitive? They're like an ancient race of force um, force sensitive beings. I mean, it's possible <laughs> because, I mean, they are um, they're located on. That island. Maybe that's why that Luke is went where there. the first Jedi. Te- that's where the first Jedi Temple is located. Oh boy! Um, you know, maybe they're guardians of the first Jedi Temple. Maybe they are. They are supposed to be there to defend it from any intruders, uh, possibly any dark side uh, individuals. So it is po- possible. Um, I mean, I'll make I'll make some cases that I think the the Porgs uh, can have some aggressiveness to them. Uh, there, there's a clip from one of the trailers and you can see the porg like making a call it's like ah, ah, something along those lines okay and its mouth is wide open if you if you if you zoom in on that mouth those teeth look pretty sharp to me i mean yes they may not be able to make rocks or sharp tools but they are born with razor sharp teeth that are just natural weapons that if they need to defend themselves i'd say that they could use to go after the ewoks bite into their arms um, the element of of a surprise attack because they can fly. They're aerial creatures, so they can like dive bomb. Are you sure Ewoks. they can fly? Uh, have we seen one in flight? No, in any of the you know trailers or whatnot. It does say on Wikipedia, uh, Wikipedia that they are a seabird, and under classification they are avian. So I think it is pretty evident that they can fly. All right, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. They can probably fly. I was just thinking if they're more. If they're closer to penguins, they wouldn't, but if they're closer to... Puffins can fly. Here we go, right here. It says the creatures could build nests and fly. Right okay. They're on Wikipedia. So, All right. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. So they can fly, so they do have the aerial advantage going over Ewoks. 
Well, no, don't forget, Ewoks have gliders. Ewoks have these little gliders they make. That's how they drop rocks onto ATSTs. Right, so they're they're only able to drop down their, right. their, their attack. So all a Porg has to do is fly one inch above their glider, and they have the they have the high ground, as Obi Wan Kenobi would say. Um, yeah. So this is going to be very important to the battle. I mean, if it's in a forest, Ewoks have a huge advantage. In the near the ocean, Porgs have a huge advantage. How do we how do we settle this? On the beach between I the forest and the ocean. That, I'm I'm going to argue this. I'm, I'm going to argue that this is going to take place in Endor. All right. Your funeral. I'm gonna, and, 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 and this is why I'm saying this, okay? Because I think that Porgs are the only creatures that could get to Endor. I don't think the Ewoks would be able to get to Octo. No, they would not. Because there are, there, in, the, in the trailer to The Last Jedi, we see Porgs inside of the Millennium Falcon. So if Porgs are able to get into the Millennium Falcon and the Millennium Falcon can fly to Endor... Transitive property, Porgs can get to Endor. Okay. <laughs> Is that a good usage of the transitive property? Uh, Sure. I mean, it was questionable, but I'll, right. I'll allow I'll it. Take it. I'll take it. So I think actually fighting in Endor is actually going to be an advantage to the Porgs. Please explain. Okay. So I was reading an article uh, by Entertainment Weekly where they, they did just a... You know, it, it, let's see what it's titled. It's called Are Porgs Scary? A Star Wars Investigation. Published uh, November 22nd. Uh, just, they're just going on a little bit about the backgrounds. They're calling them uh, ha- alien hamster penguins that in- inhabit an island. And uh, one thing that they are, are bringing up is that the porgs are an invasive species. That they want something that's not theirs and they go after it how do they know that a clear indication so a clear indication of that is the millennium falcon that there are you know clips of porgs inside of the millennium falcon so they're going into something that does not belong to them and they are trying to take it for themselves they i'm sure i mean i doubt that they were like hey porgs you want to come on our adventure and the porgs were like okay wait why do you doubt that 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 could definitely happen I don't think in Ryan Johnson's The Last Jedi that would have been something that he would have included. How many how many porgs were in the Millennium Falcon? Uh, uh, we definitely at least know of one. Okay, so like one one porg is a sidekick. I mean, that's like the he's like the BB-8 of this movie. So he might be. It is quite possible, but I I doubt that he was invited along on the journey. Now you show me two or more porgs on the Millennium Falcon, and I'm like, all right, something's up. They're planning something. Okay, I see what you're saying. One so pork, one, not one can't. So one poor cannot be, um, like a secret agent, uh, like hiding in the Millennium Falcon, I mean, trying to could. take over them. It's possible. I'm just I'm skeptical okay. of that. Okay. So so going off, like I said, since we haven't seen this movie, I'm like grasping at straws here. I'm gonna say that since we have seen the porgs going into the Millennium Falcon, or a porg, at least one going into the Millennium Falcon, um, and I doubt, like I said, that they were like, hey, come join our adventure across the galaxy. I'm going to say that the Porgs are an invasive species, and um, they want things that don't belong to them, the Millennium Falcon being the example. So I would want to argue that they could possibly want to take over something else, such as the planet of Endor, uh, and take it for themselves. Uh, Endor does have water 
on it. So they would be able to live near a coast area, maybe perhaps near like rivers or if there is an ocean on Endor. I think there might be like a small ocean. Um, you might have to fact check me on that. But I would argue that they would be going after something that they want that doesn't belong to them, and they would be willing to fight for it. All right. Good luck. I mean, Ewoks on home turf, we've seen what they do. I can tell you if you don't uh, remember. I mean, with the help of the Rebellion, but sure. Well, yeah, but the Ewoks really kind of carried that battle for a while. Um, so if you don't recall in Return of the Jedi, after the Rebels are captured, including Han and Leia, who are down there to shut down the shield, the Ewoks stage a heroic uh, attack and, and defeat the Empire. They um, drop rocks from their gliders. They throw rocks. They uh, have bow and arrows. They do that cool thing. They have catapults. They they do that thing where two giant logs swing and crush the ATST, and that's the. I mean, that was cool. That thing like explodes. I mean, I'm not going to deny that they do have cool, creative ways to fight against the Empire, but I think two things are very important here. One, the Ewoks did not blow up the shield generator. That was all Han Solo. Two, the Ewoks did not destroy the second Death Star. And then a third thing I'm going to add right now is that the Empire was not destroyed at the end of Return of the Jedi. The Galactic Civil War continued to uh, continued to fight on for at least another year and didn't end until uh, the Battle of Jakku uh, um, about one year after. I think it was one year after Return of the Jedi. I'm bringing up my Star Wars uh, cred here now. So what are you saying? I mean, I'm not saying the Ewoks single-handedly defeated the Empire. I'm saying the Ewoks defeated the Empire on their moon, on their home turf. Okay. I mean, they're able, yeah, they're able to kill a couple stormtroopers. More than a couple. I mean, I'd probably guess that we see like 20 die um, on screen. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there might have been a lot that died off I mean, screen, I, you know, I, I, I off think... camera kills. That's possible. I mean, we did see we did see Ewoks die on screen too, being killed by the Empire. So yes. I mean, the Ewoks the Ewoks are not gonna. There was that one really sad scene where the one guy pokes his friend. Oh man, I know, I know. It's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's sad. Oh, that was sad. So um, um but, 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 are, do you want to speculate yeah. on any of the Porgs like offensive capabilities, or are you just saying they're gonna just bite? They're just biters. I'm going to say that they're they're going to bite. I'm going to say that they have um, the ability to dive bomb regarding uh, flying techniques. Uh, I'm going to say also it's possible that they could use their wings to like, you know, slap people in the face. <laughs> like they could, like they could like fly up to an Ewok and then like, whoosh, like smack them right across the face, which could leave them. You know, dazed and confused for perhaps a hot second, which could then allow the porks to fly in, bite him in the neck, you know, tear a piece of its fur out. Um, and, you know, the uh, a group of porks is called a murder. Got to be a reason for that. Got to be a reason for that. What, what are they known for? I'm sure they're known for murdering. If there's a whole group of them, uh, you know, they're they didn't get that nickname for any 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 particular reason other than the fact that I'm sure that they're able to. Uh, to murder people. You're sure. I'm sure too. Yeah, Steve. I mean, look at a flock of crows. <laughs> flock of crows are called a murder, and crows are known for, you know, being like aggressive b- birds that are always, you know, going after 
uh, other animals, you know, they're like, oh, God, like people really aren't huge fans of them because they always consider them with like death. So it's possible that after this movie comes out, Porgs might be associated with death. Oh, okay. it is possible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, that's true. So um, the Ewoks are going to be fighting for two reasons. One, defense of their homeland. Second, though, Ewoks love eating strange things. When a strange creature shows up in okay. the Ewoks' land, eat it is their number one move. They're like, this... have we have we seen that happen? Well, when they captured Luke, Han, and Chewie, they were going <laughs> to oh, yeah. cook them. They were bringing them to roast them over right. the fire, just like immediately. They're like, "Oh, we found these guys. Let's cook them and eat them." For some reason, they didn't want to cook Leia just because she gave that one a candy bar, and they were friends after that. Yeah, she she lucked out. I guess so. I guess all you have to do is bribe the Ewoks with food, and they'll just forgive you. Um, maybe. Do the do the Porgs have any food to bring? I mean, maybe. Um. I don't know. Bring some fish. They yeah, probably eat they, fish, they, right? They bring, yeah, if they bring some fish from Octo or if they're able to get some in Endor, that's probably what they could do. I mean, I'm sure they love the taste of Ewok. We don't know that they don't <laughs> like the taste of Ewok. And Ewoks probably love the taste of Porg because they'll eat anything. So I will have to uh, point out, though, is that um, the Ewoks are a very religious society. They are very uh, dumb. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. They're dumb. So... Whenever – if they see something that is not native to their land, yes, you can make the argument that they'll try to eat it. Uh, but uh, look what happened when they saw C-3PO. They saw him as a god. That's because he was a golden robot. It's possible that they uh, – yeah, but the Porgs are uh, – they do have golden coloring around the eyes. So not enough. It's, it's no, they're small. They're too small. They won't, they won't buy it. If you're going to try to be like Porg gods, not going to work. I mean, if a whole bunch of them show up, I, I don't see why the the Ewoks might not consider these to be to be I mean, some kind of a higher. If you upbeat. show up and attack them and bite them, they're going to be like, "Nope, we're killing you. We're fighting but, you guys." But also, too, I mean, the Ewoks have only seen creatures, I guess, that I know of that are very similar to Ewoks. Like, for example, uh, when they see Han and Chewie and and Luke, I mean, they 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 walk on two legs. Um, they have two arms. They walk upright. I mean, it's they're 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 very similar to the Ewoks. I, I don't know if they've ever seen something that is able to sustain flight by itself. I think the Ewoks would consider that very godlike. Are you saying there are no birds on Endor? I'm not saying that there's no birds, but I don't know if we've seen any birds on Ewo in uh, on Endor. Or I should say the a forest moon of Endor, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I was actually doing some research into that. It is acceptable just to call it Endor as well. Okay, good. Yeah, I know. It kind of gets confusing. I don't want people to, to start correcting us saying, um, actually, it's the forest moon. Right, that's what I was trying to avoid myself. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know if you see anything in your research, if there are any they have uh, lantern birds. creatures on Endor. Lantern birds lantern are a species birds. of bird native to the moon of Endor. They were hunted... By the aggressive, sentient Duloc species who were also native to the moon. Okay, so they weren't hunted by the Ewoks. So it's clear that the Ewoks don't seem interested in hunting things that can fly. Because why? Because they can't catch them. Because the that's, Ewoks can't fly. That's they're possible. Not gonna be able, they're not going to be able to catch the Porgs. The Porgs have the aerial advantage. I mean, maybe, maybe. I'll, I'll give you this. All right, there's some times 
where you know the Ewoks have like that rope tied up between the two uh, the two trees, and they're able to get the the scout speeders yep. off of their the speeders. You know, maybe you catch a couple porgs by doing that. Maybe uh, you have the two logs flying down from the sides. Maybe you catch a a porg. You know, very rare, but I'd say it's possible that you could get a porg going that way. But other than that, I mean, you'd have to shoot your bow and arrows at a moving object, which uh, the Ewoks are not very good at. I mean, the only stormtroopers that we saw get hit with bow and arrows were the ones that were just standing and in they the were middle like of that open away. area in front of the shield generator. Yeah, and they was were that? pretty close. They were like 10 feet away when they shot them, too. 10 feet away. And also, they're white. They stand out. Why the Empire <laughs> had white troops on a forest moon doesn't make it's any sense to me. how much they underestimated the Ewoks. Like, they knew the Ewoks lived on this planet where they built this super-secret shield generator, and they were like, Ewoks, no. They they don't even have laser guns. They can't... They're not going to be able to hurt us at all. But it was their if hubris. The, if the Ewoks care so much about defending their home, why didn't they uh, I don't start think, defending it right I don't away? think they cared that much about defending their home. I think they just made friends with the... The rebels, and they kind of explained who they were. They're like, "Hey, you know those guys that built that thing in your in your forest? Like they're bad guys. They kill lots of people. Blah blah blah." So that just shows how stupid the Ewoks are. The Porgs could show up, and the Ewoks have no idea who they are. They wouldn't know they're an invasive species trying to take over because that's exactly what the Empire was to the Ewoks, and the Ewoks didn't do anything about it. Well, because the Empire the left the, the Ewoks alone at first. If the Empire, if if the stormtroopers started biting the Ewoks, the Ewoks would be like, "All right, we got to fight back." I feel like there's got to be something where the Ewoks and the Empire had some kind of <laughs> like a treaty, um, like a... early, early, <laughs> some kind of a peace treaty. I was going to say some kind of early skirmishes. No, that's true. They maybe I mean, they if did. they're if they're you know taking over their land, maybe it's possible. Hey, want to know something else but, about lantern um, birds? Yeah, go ahead. So this is from Legends, not in not in canon anymore. But um, the Ewoks use the lantern birds' tail feathers to make medicinal potions. They were often okay. eaten by the Dulocs, but the Ewoks considered them to be magical. Oh. So, I mean, yeah, they're kind of dumb. They're kind of like... But here's the thing. I mean, I think they might be more intelligent than Porks. Like, even though the Ewoks are dumb by human standards, like, they still built, like, tree houses and weapons and catapults. Did the, did the, did the Porks have any tools that you know of? Uh, I'm... I'm going to say no. I do not know any of the tools that the Porgs had. But going off with uh, what Qui-Gon Jinn said, you know, just because you can do things like communicate or just because you can, you know, have a huge society does not make you intelligent. I mean, you look at the Gungans. They had this huge city underwater, and they were a pretty dumb species. I thought just Jar Jar was dumb. The other guys seemed all right. I don't know. They all seemed pretty dumb to me. <laughs> I think that's just your bias. I'm doing a blanket statement. <laughs> but I mean, like what like what attacks would you use against the porgs? Alright. Uh first I think I agree with you that the Ewoks might not have recognize you as a threat immediately. Like they'll see some little penguins, they'll maybe go up and be like rup, 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 and not sure what to do. And then as soon as they show aggression, the porg show aggression, like like a bite or something, then they're going to be like, all right, we're going to rise up against these guys. So the other things that Ewoks do is they have traps all around around them, Endor. Like um, at one in Return of the Jedi, Luke, Leia, Han, and uh, the droids get caught in a trap. It's like it's like meat on a stick, and Chewie touches it, and it gets pulled up in the net. 
So like they might have traps like that around. Yes. That that a porg might also be susceptible to if the porg like sees some free meat and they're like, oh, I'm gonna eat that. Caught in the trap. <laughs> so hopefully that'll get a couple of you. All right. Now remember, it's got to be if you're using the same traps that you're using before. I mean those those the ropes, the holes in the ropes are are you know I'd say a porg could probably fit through one of those holes. How 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 big are they? The porgs, I do not have an exact size, but if you were to do a size comparison, looking at the one that's in the Millennium Fall, Falcon, I would, I mean, I'd say maybe a foot, a oh. foot tall, maybe less All than right. that. They might be able to fit through the holes. I think it'd be a tight fit, but possible. Yeah. Um, so we also have, like, our rocks that we throw. We have our, um, our catapults. We can throw big rocks at, at groups of you guys. Okay, this is true. You can do that. Um, I agree with you. The bow and arrow is going to be tough, especially if you guys fly. We're going to have trouble hitting you with bow and arrows. And the two swinging logs is really only good for large things. So unless the porgs have some type of giant yep. thing, then we're probably not going to use that either. And I guess worst case scenario, we can call up, um, I don't know who's still alive. We can call up like Luke and be like, hey, remember when we helped you guys? Uh, we need your help now. And you can come help them. I mean, the Porgs also have the, the ability, hey, Luke, you've been hanging out on, on our island not paying rent for the past 30 years. Um, oh, yeah, you're you know, right. That'd you a, owe us one, buddy. That'd we be let a tough call for Luke. Yeah, I think I think Luke would go with the Porgs because Luke really – I mean, yes, Luke did meet the Ewoks, but once they were accepted into the tribe, Luke ditched and went to the Death Star. Yeah, I, I would have rather called Han, but R.I.P. Han. Yeah, R.I.P. Han. Yeah, you'd have a better chance. Maybe Leia. I mean, Leia is, you know, she's the general of the resistance, so she has more. Yeah, pull she's than, probably the one to call. You're right. Than anybody, really. But the Ewoks. I mean, if you called her and said, phone. "Hey, the Ewoks," I mean, yeah, I mean, they're very technologically behind. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, 30 years after Return of the Jedi, we don't know what could have happened to the Ewoks. It's possible. Maybe when Leia left, she left him a little, a little uh, satellite phone. That they've, uh, they've advanced. Yep. <laughs> Just plug it, plug it into the tree, and you guys will be fine. It probably has some futuristic, like, solar power battery that lasts forever. Probably. It is yeah, the I future. Don't, I don't even know if they had any, like, phones in Star Wars. I don't think they ever had any. They had, like, communication devices, I guess you could say, like, are, like, phones. Right, but somehow cell phones oh. fell out of favor. Yeah. If that was yeah, made right. now, it'd be, like, every yeah. officer or every, like, stormtrooper would, like, be pulling out their phone to check, like, stuff all <laughs> the time. That's true. Hey, look at this guy. He just posted a picture. He's on Tatooine. He just shot up a bunch of Jawas. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to add regarding your uh, your plan here against the poor? No, no, I don't. I think I've covered everything. I mean, I wanted to hit the important points that the Ewoks. You shouldn't hate the Ewoks. At worst, you should be like, I don't care for the Ewoks, but don't hate them. They're all right. You know, they're, yeah. they're inoffensive. I agree. I, I completely agree. They're not. They're not my favorite. I, I don't hate them, but I, I understand what they were trying to go for. Yeah, that's why I wanted Ewoks, to give that background. But I think it, yeah, it could it could have been done better. And um, the Ewoks have at least rudimentary weapons that would be effective against porgs, who are small little fish that fish birds that probably can't fight very well because they're so small. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I will I will concede that the porgs do not have any weapon making abilities that we know of at the time of this recording, um, and that. I think that they're just going to have to use their natural weapons, which 
we've seen they do have some type of sharp teeth um, from the commercials and the trailers. Um, we, we, we can make some kind of an assumption that they're an invasive species and that they would use that to their advantage. They would also definitely um, use the Ewoks' lack of intelligence as a plus for them as well. Um, you know, try to invade the planet quietly, slowly, don't seem to be a threat, you know, just kind of be cute and whatnot. And then when the time is right, do why you are called the murder of Porgs and just completely take out the entire Ewok population, if possible. They're kind of like, I would say the Porgs are maybe like um, the Mogwai and that, you know, they, they look very cute and then something happens and then... They go crazy. That's an interesting theory, Steve. We'll have to wait and see what happens this week when The Last Jedi opens. <laughs> oh. We'll see the combat prowess of the Porgs. That's it. They're probably just going to sit there the whole time. They're not going to do anything. They probably make cute little sounds. Yeah. Yeah. They probably waddle in a really cute that, way. Nothing much. They probably do. Yeah, they probably do. <laughs> we'll uh, anything else you want to add about the Ewoks? <laughs> Before we uh, head out of here? Oh, uh, no. I gave all my interesting facts as background info. I have some things I do want to add about the Ewoks. I have nothing else about the Porgs because everything I've said is pretty much everything that we know. <laughs> um, so uh, in Return of the Jedi, there are some shots where you can cl clearly see the people's eyes in the costume. And it's actually pretty, pretty bad at oh. some parts. Like you can clearly see like the skin around the actor's eyes and in the special edition blu-ray release in 2011 they added animated eyes over the ewoks where the ewoks could blink and people went crazy about it like they thought it was such a dumb addition that didn't need to happen and this was before george lucas sold it to disney so this was just another example of george lucas changing changing star wars again oh boy um, but it looks really weird. Like you can see it online on YouTube. Like you can see the Ewoks blinking and it just looks very unnatural. I mean, cause it is cause it was added with CGI 30 years after the fact. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, one of the most famous Ewoks, um, was the character called Wicket. That's the and one he... princess Leia meets. Uh, yes, yes. Um, and fun fact, he was originally going to be played by Ken. Kenny Baker, who portrayed uh, R2-D2, uh, you know, because of his uh, shorter statute and whatnot. And right when they were getting ready to film, uh, Kenny Baker got sick and he wasn't able to do it. Uh, so instead, they went with this other person who uh, is named Warwick Davis. And he is uh, an actor that's still around today. And he was like, I think, like nine years old or something oh, at really? the time. And he, yeah, and he ended up uh, playing, let's see, 70 three or he was born in 70 so he uh 83 the movie came out so he was probably around 10 years old by the time they were filming it maybe 11 years old um but yeah so he got the role of wicket and um loved doing it you know got to act with carrie fisher all because kenny baker got sick and since then he has been in a lot of the harry or uh, he is in the harry potter movies he's played uh, like professor flitwick he also played grip hook the um not dwarf. What am I looking for? The is he, um, is he a goblin? The, is he an elf? Goblin. The goblin. Yes, the goblin. 
Um, but he has been in other Star Wars movies. He was in Episode One. He was actually Yoda for some like far shots of Yoda walking because in Episode One originally they didn't have a CGI Yoda, so um, they had him just kind of walking uh, for the film. He also played somebody who was watching the pod race, and you can like see him in some of the shots. Um, he wasn't in Episode Two, and I don't think he was in Episode Three. But he was in The Force Awakens. He was one of the characters inside Maz Kanata's castle. Oh. Um, he was in Rogue One. And he was he was one of the people in... Um, what's it called? Uh, Saw Gerrera's, like area, I guess, on... What planet was that? Uh, that wasn't... Uh, I can't remember. Oh, Jetta. That's what it was. Okay. He was one of the characters in with him. And he's also supposed to be in The Last Jedi. Uh, however, uh, nobody knows what his, his role is yet. And he's also supposed to be in the Han Solo spinoff movie also. So he has, he's since become kind of a um, Star Wars good luck charm. I mean, he's been <laughs> in other things too. He's, he's been also, in a lot of things, yeah. Yeah, he was also in um, – which one? Uh, he was in Labyrinth, which I'm sure a lot uh -huh. of – of people um have seen there's another one i saw i'm trying to find oh he played the leprechaun in the leprechaun movies like right, leprechaun right. one two three um he was also i don't see it on here but there was one called time bandits i don't know if you ever saw time bandits it's actually no. really really good i don't i don't know if it's listed on here but i thought he was in time bandits he was in a doctor who episode okay He's pretty well known. Uh, yeah, so well -known I mean, he's he's been around. Yeah, yeah, he's been. He's so been we got his start. Was so that I'm, his I'm first sure role as Wicket? His first role was. So, on on his filmography, it says 1982. There was something called Return of the Ewok, and he played himself and Wicket. Now, what Return of the Ewok was? I don't know because 1982 was one year before Return of the Jedi came yeah, out. Yeah, that's weird. The Jedi came out in '83. Uh, it was an unreleased mockumentary short, <laughs> um, starring starring Wicket Dave, Warwick Davis. Oh, um, it's a fictionalized account of how he got the role. All right, so that's that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, oh my God, um, Harrison Ford was in it. Mark Hamill was in it. Carrie Fisher was in it. David Prowse, who played Darth Vader, was in it. Anthony Daniels, Frank Oz, Peter Mayhew, Jeremy Bullock, who played Boba Fett, was in it. Like ton of like everybody was in this. I want to see if I can find this. We got to find this. Hey, if you've yeah, ever that's, seen that's Return about... of the Ewok, let us know if it's any good. Yeah. Right here it says bootleg versions have been placed on YouTube, so I'm sure we can right, find that. We'll, we'll do a double it. feature. We'll do we'll do the holiday special, and then we could do Return of the Ewok. And then we'll do all the other Ewok movies as well. well all the other Ewok ones, yeah. But not including that, his, fir his first theatrical release was um, Return of the Jedi. Good for him. That's cool. Yeah, seriously, at 11 years old or whenever they filmed it. I yep. mean, you're, you're starting off pretty good. So, so there we go. So a little bit about Warwick Davis. Uh, like I said, I got nothing on the Porgs. Hopefully by Friday, we'll know a little, little bit more about the Porgs. Oh, we'll Chris, I'm assuming you're going to go see the last episode. I, uh, I'm hoping to. I don't know if I'm going to see it on Friday or not, but I'm hoping to see it this weekend. Yeah, I think I'll probably end up going Saturday to see it. Um, it's hard for me to do like the night shows now just because I'm too tired because i got to go to work on Friday morning. Getting old, huh? Yeah, you know how it is. But no, um, 
Yeah, I, I guess I'll <laughs> I guess I'll go Saturday morning. Because Friday after work, like I don't have my tickets bought or anything, so no, me neither. Around here, it's not too hard to get tickets. Like some places, you gotta buy them in advance if you want to see it opening weekend. But I remember around here, we, we'll be fine. Remember when we saw the Force Awakens? It was Saturday morning, and we didn't buy tickets. And I think we showed up an hour, yeah, before the movie started. And like we were the only ones in the theater. Like nobody was lined up. Like yep. anything. And yep. we just sat down and we're like, okay. So we just had like an hour to kill. That sounds right. Well, uh, if you're seeing Star Wars this weekend... Um, yeah, reach out to us. Let us know what you think. If there's anything we missed about the Porgs, we'd love to find out. Oh, yeah. Give us your opinion on the Porgs. Are they going to be a bloodthirsty race of, monst- of uh, what do you call them, uh, invasive monsters? Or species, will yeah. they be cute little uh, sidekicks? What do you think? Do you think Ewoks will be in The Last Jedi? Uh, no. Have Ewoks been... I think they weren't in Episode 7, were they? They... They were not. No, okay. they have not been in any. I don't think they've been in any canon material because all those like Ewoks, like movies and animated stuff, is not canon anymore. Um, I shouldn't say that. I, I think that they have been in like comic books and some of those other things that they've released in the past couple years, but they have not had any on-screen appearances, as far as I know. Okay. But I think I think they are in. Um, I wonder if they're in the new Battlefront game because the new Battlefront game starts on Endor, the story mode. Oh boy! So I'm curious if they were on, if they were in that game or not. I'm not sure. I haven't played it. I don't. Ha- I don't have a new system to to be able to play it. So if anyone knows out there, are the Ewoks in the new Battlefront mm-hmm. game in the story mode? Um, and then maybe there's some information about them in there that that we don't know about. Hmm. All right, so um, that's going to do it for this episode of the Who Would Win cast. As always, we will have a Twitter poll online where you can vote for who you think would win, 1v1. Ewoks versus the Porgs on the Ewoks home turf, being the forest moon of Endor, using everything that Chris and I have used um, as arguments, as evidence to weigh in on your option. You can reach out to us, let us know what you think about our arguments, if we missed anything, or if you have any opinions as well. And please remember, as always, to subscribe, follow, and rate, and please continue to participate in our show. For the Who Would Win cast, this has been Steve. And this has been Chris. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. The Who Would Win cast is not endorsed by any film or television production companies and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Any and all audio clips are not owned by the Who Would Win cast and all rights are reserved by the respective copyright holders.